humble creature, I am Gaia. I want you to join me in Eden, but in order to do so, you must pass the trial of survival of the fittest. Go forth and defeat the other creatures and devour them and become stronger and join me. Oh, I, I mean, just from the look of it here, I think that you look like the kind of lady I'd like to join, if you know what I mean. When you, when you say the other creatures, I mean, do you mean, you mean all the other creatures? Every single one. The fittest will rise. So the fit, the, you mean the fattest or the fittest? Like, I have to eat, like, all other creatures. My dimensional link is wavering. Go, survive, twine. Oh, jeez, I had, I had a big lunch. All right, swim, swim, swim. Oh, who, what's, who's this? We are the peaceful cuttlefish. We rest on the bottom floor, and we will pass our wisdom throughout the ages. Hey, 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 hey. what's that behind you? Oh, what? what? <laughs> no! Mm, meat. That oh, looks smaller meat. Who's this? Daddy, daddy, no, no! What'd you do? It's making me feel like shit. <laughs> oh, God. All right, I guess I'm fat enough to get fins now. Okay, I feel comfortable going on to the next level. Brop. Brop. Hi. I'm a frog. Brop. 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 No, I, don't get, I don't even care what you are. Brop. Get, get over here. That's sorry. Brop. <sighs> oh! Brop. <laughs> Tastes like frog. I guess in Africa they eat bugs. Come over here, you. Get in my mouth. (laughs) So full. A billion years later. I am the majestic mammoth. I ride across the tundra. And I... Get closer to my mouth. Okay, I see no reason not to do that. Come here, I gotta tell you a secret. Okay, I will nestle up next to your... I, I cannot tell, you are a blob. But what is this now? Oh, he's eating me whole. Oh, God, stomach. I am just checking in to see... Oh, God, what did you do to yourself? Hey, baby. I'm going to eat all creatures for you. Oh, I can smell you from across the dimensions. What is the... What's happened? But... This... Do you want a chicken wing? I got some here. You are an abomination to my father, the sun. Run as fast as you can, and be sure to watch out for his fireballs. I am running as fast as I can. <laughs> you can't see it. <laughs> And my name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It's a retro video games podcast. 
And this week we are talking about EVO, The Search for Eden, which is a side-scrolling action RPG developed by a Japanese studio called Almanic and uh, published by Enix for the Super, Ninten- Super Nintendo in uh, 1993. And I, and I just realized, do we know what EVO stands for? Uh, it, it, no. It's not initials. It's a... Yeah, it's it it is it is an initialism e dot v dot o uh, dot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, we have no idea what that stands for, I, and I'm sure e is evolution, but I, evolution like voiceover. I I don't know. So the uh, and and this game, uh, it's kind of got this primary mechanic that is, is the reason why it's remembered today. That involves uh, navigating these levels out on prehistoric Earth and defeating and devouring other animals in order to get evil points. And uh, these points are, are kind of experience points. Like these are what you use to to level up. And the way you level up is by evolving specific parts of your body. Um, so you can design your own character to match how you like to play. You can uh, kind of do a little cost-benefit analysis between the different parts. The game uh, covers a large span of time. You begin as a fish, and then you eventually uh, can, can evolve yourself into a human if you so choose. Um, and each of those kind of plays uh, differently. So uh, as you get into the later stages, when you really have a choice about how you want to play, uh, you, you know you, you you do have to take those things into consideration. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the it's interesting because a lot of that stuff is hidden. So specifically, how to evolve into a human, the game will hint that you can do it, but you kind of have to stumble upon it um, to get there, or use a use a guide. Yeah. Um, the the original this game had an uh, original title in Japan. Uh, that was much, much cooler than EVO, The Search for Eden, which was called 4.6 Billion Year Story to Distant Eden, Yeah, um, which is pretty awesome. Um, I can't think of a game that takes up that takes place over more time. <laughs> Chrono Trigger? Does it? Is it longer? Like when you're is it longer than four billion? Uh, like, I don't know. A billion. I forget. When 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 was prehistory? A billion is one of those big numbers. Yeah, it is. A, it is a very large number. Yeah. I think it's an order of magnitude larger than million. Um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that I can confirm that. The, um, I, yeah, this, this this may be more longer than Chrono Trigger, even though I feel like there's probably some JRPG where like, because they just throw numbers out there when you're yeah, traveling through yeah. time. You know, that's the the whole birth of that. So far in the past, that the future. So far in the future, that's the past kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, Pern. Um. Yeah. <laughs> The story is relatively basic as well. Um, the, the the kind of arc that you follow, well, in the beginning, there was the sun. Uh, no, he, had, he had nine children, all of them uh, planets, but the most beautiful is Gaia. She's got blue hair. You know, She talks mm-hmm. directly into the camera. She's speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and she falls in love with a fish uh, that lives on herself and was all like, oh, survive all of history and come join me in Eden so we can be together. <laughs> So you, as a nameless creature, endeavor to pass the trial of survival of the fittest. It's a lot like my cat falling in love with a tick. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it makes no sense. Like, I, I'm just going to fall in love with one of those things that, you know, when you close your eyes really hard and you see those little moving creatures. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to fall in love with one of those things. So as, uh, as you, you know, you're this little fish on the surface of Gaia. And uh, as you kind of rise up through the ranks, you discover, uh, you know, strength and, and you, you grow strong and you discover these weird, strange creatures that have evolved with the help of mysterious crystals. Um, you know, so something's wrong. Uh, the, and uh, these crystals were left on Earth by outside forces who want to divert Earth's evolution. 
And that's kind of the, the central mystery of the game. Yeah, it's kind of a subplot, but it does drive like all of the like big conflicts throughout the game. Like, oh, who are these weird things that should not really be here? Um, eventually, a lot, of, a lot of those things end up being kind of the bosses too, because otherwise this game would just be you know like Plankton Eater two thousand. <laughs> like it would just be you know you just find something that like your character could actually just you know exist one step above on the the food ladder. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, just comfortably exist there. <laughs> but every once in a while, these mutant bosses yeah. come out. Yeah. Eventually, you survive the Ice Age and enter the Age of Early Man, uh, where you encounter a creature who is guarding the gate to Eden. Get ready for this, folks. An alien, na- an alien named Billbox, who wants to take over Eden itself. I just, I love, uh, there's a quote from IGN that's on the Wikipedia for this that says something like, you know, they're talking about Spore, and they, they were talking about this game. They're talking about, like, song- games that are precursors to Spore, back when we all thought Spore would be good. And the, uh, they said something like, you know, no other game better uh, espouses evolutionary theory or something like that. And like the, the, this game as an educational tool or as, as you know, any kind of science uh, is just hilarious to me. Like, like it's so, so it's so messed. It's so, so goofy. I could wax serious about like the philosophical flaws in this game. Yeah. <laughs> Like to say that this game is, is like pro evolution or whatever, or uh, you, you said it. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's a real grab bag. Like keep in mind that you are finding a gate to Eden, uh, yes. and I can only presume that's Eden of Christian mythology. So it it is a uh, it is it is a strange game. Yeah. Um, if you're able at the end of this very strange game, you're able to defeat <laughs> Billbox, um, and we'll talk about Billbox because Billbox is a whole is a whole thing. Billbox is a motherfucker. Um, he, he's he's totally a motherfucker, but he's also like his. His design is really perplexing to me. Um, after you defeat him, you gain Passage to Eden, um, where your crazy cat rabbit with bullhorns or whatever you ended up making uh, gets to have sex with Mother Earth. Yep. And uh, it's represented by a, a space door with a question mark when you go into it. So that's really what, what sex is. And that's what this game is about. It's about the first time you have sex and how it's confusing and unusual, especially when it's with a planet. It's, it's, like, the, it's uh, like Earthbound, except instead of wandering into a porno theater... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like the the weird thing about going through this this game is we're going to talk a lot about generalities and and kind of fucking bats in it, but there's not like there's not levels in it. Like there there are little stages. So you start out there's an overworld, and uh, you're a fish. And you can go from overworld point to overworld point, but there's very little designed the levels. Like a lot of times they're just kind of, they literally look like fish tanks, like widescreen fish tanks. And you just have to go from the left end of it to the right end of it. And there's, it's usually a showcase for one creature. Yeah. And sometimes a little plot will come through with a little dialogue, but most of the time it's just a, a chance to encounter this creature, harvest it if you'd like, and then you move on to the next stage. There's only, I can only really count maybe like five designed stages in the game. And then a couple of them are optional. Yeah, oh, mo- most of them are optional, or they're the like the, the the layer of the last boss of an area, and they're mazes. Right, right. Yeah, the the design is really kind of a throwback. Like the levels almost remind me of like an arcade sensibility, where you have it's you know they're nearly a single screen, and you are uh, you know is going around killing monsters in them. Like it's almost like a a, a Pac Man or Mappy style kind of design, rather you know where the none of the challenge is navigating the level. At no point is that really difficult other than those mazes. You, you know, which is why I take issue whenever anybody tries to call this a platformer, which I've, yeah. I've seen that thrown bandied about. It really is an action RPG. 
Like even even Zelda two like had better design levels than this. Right. And you know. and the very few times there's some platforming action, it's mo like there's there's one level in the Ice Age specifically I can remember where you have to jump from platform to platform. And it's pretty it's pretty annoying and difficult, but it's also very cursory. Like I think it's even a skippable level there. So it is not a platform. It's really kind of plays like you know, it's an action RPG where you can almost think that you're just kind of moving from like random encounter zone to random encounter zone. Yeah. Where uh, you know, you kinda of go through and, and, and gain XP. It's like Breath of Fire three. Yeah, like a little bit like that. Yeah. Um so, you know, you start out off as a, as a fish, and uh, you're very cute. Like, all of the first, your first <laughs> forms are very adorable. And following the Pokemon rule, as you evolve, you get uglier and uglier. Um, so I don't think any creature's final version is that cute. Um, but you start out as a very cute fish, and I, the first monsters you encounter are jellyfish. And uh, you're kind of introduced to... It, there's no tutorial. There's nothing that really tells you how to do it. But you're kind of introduced to your primary way of dispatching foes and, and harvesting them for their big cartoon simon belmont you know ham hocks <laughs> that everything almost everything turns into i always, i really like it when they don't the few times they turn into something else but yeah almost always they just turn into these big cartoon meats thankfully just uh, cooked and prepared for you you know mm-hmm. the, n- n- no just ripping hot guts out of a gazelle for you <laughs> yeah it's already <laughs> no. it's already been butchered it's got it's wrapped up in some nice paper you know yeah. <laughs> they should do an hd remake of this where it's just you like all about like you know, intestines strung between your teeth. Uh, and then, you know, as a, as a human fashioning, uh, you know, bows and arrows out of tendons. and Yeah, Lionhead uh, was making that game, but then they stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was called was... BC, is what it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember hearing about that. But uh, I like the fish zone. That was, the, the, that, that was nifty, uh, doing the whole uh, up and down, learning how to uh, learning how to move about. Um, and I was actually really disappointed when I got to the amphibian zone. I was like, oh, okay, now this is like me walking on a horizontal plane and which is why I evolved into a bird as soon as possible when I, mm-hmm. when I, when that became an option. Yeah. The, the, the fish zone, it is interesting that you have that verticality. Um, and you, you kind of, uh, one of the things that I picked up on and I don't can't remember if there's anything the game really does to encourage this, but most of the time I was a fish, I was doing a lot more damage with my, my kind of charge attack than with my bite. Okay. And, uh, and that was, you know, as a fish, that's really easy because you can do it in four directions. I guess that's true as a bird as well. It is. But uh, it's, yeah, you can't do it as a, as a lizard. So being able to attack things from the top or bottom when they're, especially, you know, creatures that are vaguely fish-shaped, not the, uh, the jellyfish or the, uh, um, you know, various other snails and, and such, um, is very handy. If you can get above them, they're not designed to attack you. So you just kind of go through this Mario World map uh, going, going into different caves. Um, there's one that's called the Cave of Temptation, which kind of introduces you to these crystals. Uh, like one that turns you into a stingray that makes you into a, like a death machine for yeah. you know, for two minutes and then, and then leaves you wanting. Yeah. There, there's four kind of uh, power ups in the game that you can find. There's four different colored crystals. Um, the red ones, which this is the first time you run into them. They turn you into a creature you can't otherwise become for a very short amount of time. And you're much more powerful than you'd probably be at that point, And you can gain up a lot of experience. Um, so those those are pretty neat. This first one, you know, will turn you into a, you said a stingray, right? That's what, what it looked. Need. That's what it looked like to me. But yeah, well, it's interesting. This is actually it, um, this one, and I think a later one are, are random. So oh. you can turn into a stingray, but you can also turn into an eel. I oh. turned into an eel. Okay. So um, they have very similar capabilities. It's not an electric eel. It's just <laughs> one of those regular. It's one of those unagi eels. And uh, the uh, but this is a you know great opportunity to gain a lot of uh, experience points. Yeah. Um, eat a lot of cartoon meat. Um, you can run into, um, and I'm colorblind. There's a green one and a yellow one. One of which just gives you EVO tips, which mm-hmm. are not very useful. 
Um, the other one, though, allows you to access something called a uh, record of evolution or review of evolution. So one of the things you can do in this game that is kind of a feature that's a little bit ahead of its time is that if you, you find a creature that you really like, you can save it and just save its design. You have 50 different slots, and you can name and save your creatures. And then when you find these reviews of evolution, you can become one of the older creatures. So I feel like the, these uh, crystals kind of show up in places near the beginning of each world where you're low on evil points and you're, you're mostly outgunned. So you can kind of become your, your former badass self because at the, end, at the end of every world, you reset when you become right. a new creature. And uh, you can kind of become an old badass, your old badass self, and, and just harvest for a little while. See, I had, I had no idea like that that that's what those green things did i had no idea what the record of evolution was or save this evolution was in the uh in, in the menu either mm. i mean it maybe it shows a lack of curiosity on on my part that i never that, that i never looked up what those did <laughs> but I, uh yeah, yeah i probably read it in the manual I was like I had this game when it when it came out. So yeah, um, when I was younger, I just, I happen to remember it. There's also like blue or purple orbs, and those are exceedingly rare and uh, give you a lot of evo points. Yeah, like enough to level something up usually. Yeah. yeah. So so kind of like what was your general strategy uh, in in leveling in leveling your guys up? You know, um, well, it's kind of interesting because you you don't have a, a way to see the end point. But at some point, I realized during this game that um, having a strategy. Uh, is really important because you have these different kinds of attack modes and you can kind of do builds to support them. So I, I did, uh, for so the fish mode, I did uh, the strong charge. I did the, the char like maneuverability and a strong charge and, uh, and, and you know, juked uh, the, you know, my enemies rather than, mm -hmm. than facing them down. So I, I never, you know, could take a lot of hits, but I was very maneuverable and I could outmaneuver most things. Um, you can also kind of become like a tank if you want to, and just kind of absorb the hits. You can, there are horn strategies as well. Um, horns are kind of weird because they have limited use, but um, there are different strategies that involve, you know, because they do a lot of damage, the, the high-level horns. So saving those kind of for bosses and, and, and using those. So in this level, I mostly did, uh, in most levels, I did maneuverability as opposed to, to durability. Um, and then, uh, you know, if, when possible, I would do jumping. And then when I become, could become a mammal, I did kicking because kicking is crazy overpowered and mm. has huge knockback. Yeah. I, you know, I never really, uh, again, probably just as a, as a, uh, as a function of me not having the manual, I never really discovered those alternate mode of modes of attack. Um, mm. so the charge I knew about from being a fish, but, uh, like kicking, I didn't like get that until I accidentally hit the a button. Um, at one point when I was a mammal, when I, when I, when I turned myself into a cat. So, you know, I would usually just buy the most expensive of every, of, of every, uh, you know, area. <laughs> I think, I think that that's probably, I, I don't think that it makes sense for you to play it that way. And I think it's kind of a flaw of the game that they don't telegraph those differences. Um, there are several places where the most expensive, uh, you know, evolutionary item um, there are several of them that are the same price or there are trade-offs and they, the game does nothing to tell you this. Right. So there are times where it's not advantageous to buy the most expensive one if you're doing a certain kind of build. And you, and you have a stat yeah. sheet, like every, every, every piece affects you in a different way, like right. as far as your raw stats. And I, you know, kind of echoing your sentiment, I always went with, you know, maneuverability when it came for like body kind of, kind of stuff, because because of the way stun locking works in this game. And we can get to that at length when we start talking about bosses. Um, but uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter like how well you can take a hit 
because effectively you you can you know that they they can hit you infinite times if they get you into the right situation so the best strategy is to always avoid being hit no matter if you're a fish amphibian or any of that right well one of the things that's interesting when you become a mammal is as a mammal you can essentially do this to them as well so that kick has that huge knockback and has a big kind of stun to it so if you can get anybody up against the wall with that kick, you win the battle. Yeah. Um, so the, the kick is, is how, how I went through this time. I've done other other playthroughs. Right. Um, so one of the things that is, um, so as you're kind of going through the fish stage um, and evolving your different parts, so when, when we say that we mean, um, you know, jaws, every creature has a jaw. Um, and then uh, usually it will be hands and feet, uh, fin, horn, back of the head, and body. Um and, uh, and it's going to kind of, it's uh, modular depending on the creature. So not every creature has every option. Right. Yeah. Um, and as you, you know, so various stronger creatures give you more Evo points. What's interesting too is they all give you health as well. So every creature also gives you food, um, which, which makes sense. Yeah. And you can also get food from the environment as well. So like right. in, the, in, the, in the sea area, you can like be a bottom feeder. You can go and eat like shellfish and stuff like that or plankton or not plankton, but kelp. You know, mm -hmm. just various things throughout the area that can they can help you uh recharge your uh your health and that can actually be pretty invaluable if you're if you're farming um a certain area for for evo points uh, one of the things that they they don't tell you um that is true in this game is that uh, the only way you can regain your health other than food is through evolution so one of the things that you'll do um and again i don't think the game does a good job of telling you this but is keeping a cache of evo points just for that so the way that you're going to get through tough fights or boss fights is by uh, having some kind of vestigial element to your character. Like for me, it was always horns. Yeah. And uh, evolving the lowest price one and, and removing it back and forth to heal. So it, it makes it, you know, even once you've, you've reached kind of the top of the, the pops as far as your, your, the era you're in and, and have settled on your final creature, it makes a lot of sense to, to continue to harvest for a while. Yeah. Um, so you fight a shark. Um, you, you, you find out that the, the sharks, you, know, you so you hear um, there are these underwater plants that are conspiring to make oxygen and create a world above above land. and uh, But the sharks are keeping them down because the sharks are influenced by these, this crystal that they find. Um, I don't know if you find out about the crystal this early, but it, it's kind of you can infer it based on what you know later that the sharks are influenced by a crystal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you start fighting, fighting sharks and, you, you know, you get to the end boss. And this is I think this is maybe the only end boss in the game that works. Like I, I have no problem with this end boss. It's a it's a classic Toro, you know, uh, <laughs> Arkham Arkham Asylum style boss. Yeah. Where uh, you know, but it, it works really well since I was playing for maneuverability. Um, it played really well into what I was looking to do. Yeah, and I got stuck on him because because the arena is kind of small. Um, and so that's what made me spec like you know away from having like a big body size because you can increase and decrease your body size as well. So this is where I actually learned that you know that the movement ability is and agility are uh, are supreme mm -hmm. is 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 in this because once i figured out that you could that you could get him to adorably you know you know break his fin nose fin thing area yeah. <laughs> well, they tell you they tell you that if you're being attacked by a shark you're supposed to punch it in the face yeah but i'm pretty sure that's just uh, just a joke yeah that's, like, I'm just pretty sure a... that's just that's a rumor we spread to make people make sharks mad Hey, you know what's you know what's awesome? Taking your hand and putting it as close to a shark's face, a shark's mouth as possible. Yeah, that that, that is the best thing you can do. I th I think it's just so so if you survive it, you can be fucking awesome. You can just be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I punched it in the face. You know, like that's not who gets to punch a shark. I think it's so the, your last act before you die is something amazing. 
And that was why we started <laughs> that rumor. Exactly. Um, you know, and this is the same thing. Like, you know, if you're ever, if you're, if you're ever jumping out of a plane, your parachute won't open, make sure you high five a seagull, you know, <laughs> exactly. it's not going to save you, but it's just, it's just awesome. And you can, you can say you did something awesome when, yeah. you, you, know, when you end up in Eden. <laughs> Segway. But uh, but eventually you defeat the you you defeat the sharks and you gain um, I forget is this a time warp or do you just go right up onto land? You, you, well, you do go up onto land, but then it is a time warp. Okay. Um, and you, you go through kind of a quantum gate thing, and usually the uh, Gaia will kind of tell you a little bit about. And I guess you you could almost consider them history, you know, history factlets, you know, yeah. his, you know, history tidbits um, about you know how long those, that age lasted. And uh, and you know what happened. So so you're entering now into the the early reptiles, amphibians, insects, uh, that kind of kind of era. Yeah, you're and, up, you're up on land. You're on Pangaea. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is a huge rude awakening because this is the first time you spent all this time. You know, this game depowers you constantly. Ugh. Like every every age is like the beginning of a Metroid game <laughs> where you've you've forgotten how to do everything. Not only so does the, it take away like all of your upgrades and like make you like a wimpy little precursor, it, it takes away all of your Evo points too. Right, and that that's perverse because the M bosses always give you tons of Evo points. <laughs> so you kill that shark and he explodes into four giant meats, and it plays this really triumphant music, and and you get all the Evo, and you're like, yeah, you know, this is awesome. I'm gonna you know get a head start, and then they take away everything. So that's unfortunate. I wonder if that was really necessary. They could have left you. Left you with something. I guess it might have been too easy then, but the thing that that really struck me every time this happened was how fucking slow you move. It just become excruciating. Like your little like lizard guy in the beginning of this is so slow. Yeah, it was a real it was a real punch in the gut to to go from being this nimble fish guy with awesome jaws to uh, to just being just awful. And this is this is really where the stun locking begins. Uh, yeah, is with your is with your reduced maneuverability on land. It's also, this is the first, out of all the stages, this is the worst one as far as getting a slow start. Um, like several of the other stages have something kind of built in as a, as kind of a, a way to, to head jumpstart yourself um, to get, get some Evo points or regressing back to your former form is optional mm-hmm. in some of the later ones. Um, this one though, it's not optional and you don't run into things that give you more than 20 Evo points uh, that can't in, you know, instantly kill you for a long time. Right. Um, there's a, a mini boss that comes very soon in the game, kind of a big fat lizard creature called a Debostega. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, this and, giant kind of tadpole thing. And after the fun boss uh, with the shark, uh, yeah, this this begins the cavalcade of you know terrible, terrible bosses to be found in this game. You know, I, I think this one is kind of a transition one. I don't think this one is quite as bad as, as later with the Yetis and such. Um, this one I did okay, like dodging out of the way and biting him on the way up. But I was also abusing the shit out of save states. Oh, yeah, me so, too. Yeah. So it, it just it made it manageable. Like I'd had some decent jaws at this point. I don't know if I bought the best ones, but I, I could do okay damage to him and could dodge and hit bite him once and jump out of the way and was doing okay doing that. So yeah. this guy actually wasn't too bad. Every boss after this has been, is, is terrible. But this this one I still remember with this replay being like, okay, this is okay, but I can see how it's kind of dipping. I think it was just salt in the wounds because I was already really upset about not being able to move quickly. And one of this guy's abilities is to spit gunk on you that mm. slows you down. 
Right, right, right. And and he can and he he does more damage by like making contact with you than by actually like attacking you. So if you like try and bite him and your like little mouth movie hitbox doesn't hit his body hitbox, he'll like run into you and do like fifteen damage. Right, and, right, and yeah, and and yeah. you know if you even if you like you have to have some pretty decent jaws by this point to not make this fight last forever. And it happens really early in the level. It's kind of strange. Um, and, and pretty obnoxious, but the nice thing is, you know, if you manage to get past this guy, you do get that. This is one of the bosses where you get to keep their, uh, their, their meats, yeah. their spoils and, and you have a big boost and you can slowly start becoming a better lizard. Um, I like, I kind of like the lizards once you, uh, can start putting some points into them because, uh, they're real into like a jump stat. Yeah. And uh, there's several things that give them kind of insane jumping ability. Uh, uh, that's another way that you can damage enemies is by jumping on them. Yeah, the the, the tails like this is where tails really came into uh, came into their own as like a a worthwhile thing for for, mm. for you being able to um, get around with 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 the jumping. Um, <clears throat> I, I wish that jumping on things was a more viable option, uh, just because it did feel less clunky. Like it was easier for me to wrap my head around jumping on the enemy you know because that like that was a quicker vector for attack than like trying to manage the hitboxes and like mm-hmm. get just close enough to where i could hit them but where they couldn't hit me right right well it's, it's hard though because so the jump you know it's it's easy to jump on things but you don't uh you can't bounce you bounce on them but you can't uh kind of juggle yourself on them you can jump from guy to guy but if you jump on the same guy twice the second time you'll fall through him and then end up in immediately in his hit hit zone yeah is you know you're touching and like you're overlapping with an enemy um which is you know i would make sense like if you're you know existing in the same space like nightcrawler killed people like that all the time <laughs> but the, the uh, uh or at least in the the arcade game but the uh, uh you know so, so it, it's it's jumping is you can do like a build based on jump and you have stats that will influence how much damage you do through jumping but it's uh it's mostly i used it for a maneuverability because because each of the levels is just a flat ground and nothing is stopping you from making progress you can skip through most of them just by jumping over um enemies right and and that gets incredible once you can fly you can literally <laughs> unless the unless the stage has birds you can literally just fly you know pewing it through yep. oh, man. the entire stage you beat me yep. to it you beat me to the yep. pewing yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so so you know later in this level so you're fighting some more lizards and and such and uh you eventually find out the kind of the big bad for this this level are the bugs, and the bugs are eating too many of the plants. So they're still trying to regress and divert evolution, and some of the bugs have grown up to be you know huge and and crazy disgusting. There's some huge cockroaches <sighs> you fight that are yeah are pretty spooky, and then eventually you get into uh, you know you're going to fight a uh, a bee, and it has that little you remember that little emotional scene before you go into the king bee's cave, where the the good. Uh, Devastega comes out. Yeah, yeah, and he's and, he, and he's got the he's yeah he's got the stinger sticking through his back. Yeah, like he because, sacrifices himself. Yeah, so. because he he said eat, eat my body and grow stronger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he turns into a big cooked hunk of meat. Yep, fills <laughs> uh, himself into it, and you get a lot of evil points from that. Yeah, well, he was the hero from his village because he, you were at his village earlier, earlier, and they were they were saying like, oh, Frank went out and. He wanted to go do this. Who, who knows if he'll be back? And like you were talking to his wife and kids. And this this game has a couple of those kind of scenes where and and the the ones with the yeti are hilarious. <laughs> like I think they're intentionally so. I think that whole thing is supposed to be funny, and it, and it, I think it's super funny. Um, but yeah, there's a good, there's some family drama. Yeah, that goes on in this game. Strangely, I think like the the lead up when you get into the King Bee's cave is actually pretty cool. Where it's it's kind of creepy. Like there's you know elevation changes. There are eggs uh, yeah. uh, that are some of, some of them hatch into larvae that you can eat, and like you know something's coming, 
but you don't know exactly what it is. And I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. Well, also there are skeletons strewn about. Yeah. So, so you're not the first of your kind to attempt to do this. It's very effective. And, you know, I hate bees anyway. So, you know. <laughs> know. This is... This is this is the game that scared the shit out of Cole out of everything we've done. <laughs> just, you know, these, these two B fights. It just bugs I me. I don't know. Pun not intended, but I'm going to take yeah. credit for it anyway. Um, <laughs> and uh, the 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 king queen bee, they like it's not like their patterns are you know inscrutable. Like they just they they shoot three stingers at you and then they and then they dive bomb you. But the problem is in that dive bomb because of the way that you have to time like hitting them if you if you forget or if you get out of rhythm they will just hit you with three stingers and you will die yeah i i had a harder time with the stingers than the dive bomb because uh at this point you know i i mostly play for maneuverability but i also i was somewhere in between i was still kind of experimenting so i wasn't as quick as i could be and uh if i didn't actually get like a double tap run once the stingers came i couldn't avoid them and all three of them would hit me um so the the times i couldn't quite pull that off in time, I would get hit by all three stingers, but I could always jump and avoid the the dive bomb, right. and I could kind of do a quick land and then bite. Yeah, the the, pro- the problem is the dive bomb is the is the is the only opportunity that that you have to get a hit in. Right, right, and it's kind of like you can kind of do real rudimentary combo attack kind of things. Like you, I would always jump and bite, and then later as a mammal, I would jump on someone and then kick them, which was really effective because the kick throws them to the other side of the screen more or less. Yeah. So, uh, but at this point, you know. Both of these fights are, are difficult. Um, you know, you fight the king bee, and then uh, you go through a couple more stages, and eventually fight the queen bee, who's just a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, and is, is mad that you killed her, her husband. But kind of, uh, you know, tickled me that she explodes into honeycombbs <laughs> when you kill her, like giant nutritious honeycombs. Honeycomb small? No, honeycomb big. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so- By, by defeating the bees, you eradicate them from your nightmares eventually after years of therapy, <laughs> and you also yeah. and you also save the foliage and uh, allow the, the the reptiles to flourish. Mm-hmm. Which uh, which plays nicely, you know, and you get to go into the age of dinosaurs, which like admit it, like this is pretty cool. Like it's it's cool that you get to finally be a dinosaur and be around this. You know, nobody thinks about prehistory where they're just like, man, I can't believe there are such cool lizards. You know, they're like, this is, if you're going to take a, a game that takes place in the past, like this far in the past, this is the, the money shot kind of thing. Counterpoint. Um, I was appalled that this game was able to take being a dinosaur and make that tedious. <laughs> well, there, there, there's definitely some truth to that. There, there, uh, there is, there, there is a, there is a little boy inside all of us. And there are two things that I think, you know, we all discovered and like fell in love with between the ages of five and 10, like, you you know, somewhat universally, I know that you're a little bit of an anomaly, but you know, just in, in many cases I've seen, it has been dinosaurs. You're all about dinosaurs and you're all about Star Wars. Yeah. It it, it doesn't matter. uh, Replace Star Wars with space for me, like NASA. Yeah, you know, I had all those like toy uh, shuttles and stuff like that. And you, you know, for me, like you know, coming of age in the time of in the time of Jurassic Park, it's like awesome. And just it's it's tragic because for both Star Wars and dinosaurs, there have been so few good games made about <laughs> either. <laughs> I can't think of a good dinosaur game. Um, the Super Nintendo Jurassic Park is kind of interesting, but it's not good. <laughs> um, yeah, there aren't any real good dinosaur games. Di- Dino, Dino Crisis. That's a good yeah, game. Yeah, Dino but... Crisis is okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's not too bad. Even though it's my my probably my least favorite of that generation of like survival horror. Oh, I like it. Um, <laughs> but that's but that's just me and my proclivities. Um well, yeah, yeah, I mean you like all those games. Yeah, yeah. That's not quite true, but it's mostly true. <laughs> but yeah, I mean this is this is where you can kind of like really visually make something that is awesome. Like I made, I'm, I quickly evolved into a Raptor. Like the, the, the second it gives you the option, because you can, you, you, you can choose to have either four legs or two legs. And because I was going with mobility, I always wanted two legs because the jumping is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and, and it's, it's neat. You know, the, the things you can make are neat. You start, um, and you get more kind of recognizable parts. So, um, you can do that. You can kind of become a Stegosaurus, mm-hmm. like more or less like a, a kind of modified Stegosaurus that looks, you know, pretty much exactly the, you know, the same. So you can kind of become recognizable things in uh, this level, which is cool. Yeah. And, and this was one, also one of those areas also where the sense of like, oh boy, when I get bigger, I'm going to come back and fuck you up kind of thing. Totally. Yeah. Because those brontosauruses, they will, they will destroy your world when you first uh, encounter them. Um, but then you can come back and they actually are one of the best like places to actually harvest uh, for mm-hmm. uh, for your various uh, for your various Evo points. One of the things we haven't talked about that's kind of interesting is that within every stage there's a day night cycle. Oh, yeah. So if, if you stay in a stage long enough, it turns night and most things will fall asleep, allowing you to get kind of the jump on them. So it's 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 you know, it's it's not always very useful, but sometimes it, it's useful. There are some enemies that it's much easier to, to kind of get in those free couple hits. And there are some there are some enemies where they there are more there are more of them at night, like the insects. Uh the, mm-hmm. the those get those get harder to fight at night. Right, right. So yeah. you want to get out of there before the sun sets. Yeah. Don't let the sun set on you and uh, <laughs> I can't remember what those things are called. They all have these like uh you know, these prehistoric names that are impossible to remember. Yeah. Uh, and they're and they're always like like one or two syllables off from like what they actually would have been, right? So, right. so so the so the brontosauruses are brosauruses. So yeah. I just I just, <laughs> Yo, I, just <laughs> yeah. I just picture them cracking open a natty. Um, yeah. <laughs> just constantly ice and brosauruses, <laughs> isosaurus brosaurus. Um, the uh, and after you kill them, um, you can draw penises on the meat they leave, yeah. <laughs> um, and dip their hands in warm water, and then eat the um, meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of the cool things though in, in this level, I really this is the first level you can turn into a bird, and the way that whole thing is handled, I really like. Oh, we 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 like, we, we we skipped over one of the biggest motherfuckers of the bunch. Oh, <laughs> you had a much harder problem with this guy than I did. Oh my I, god, I had a hard time with him. <laughs> okay, so I I said that the I said that the bees were nightmare inducing. Um, you fight the mother of prime frog is what they is is what they call it. Now there are very few things in nature. Okay, there are many things in nature that disturb me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but those frogs that like like house the babies in their back and like these big porous holes yeah, that looks mm-hmm. like a WTF tit um, yeah. or a lotus yeah, pod, like, a, like um, mogwais or gremlins. Yeah, just just, just like gremlins where that's happening. It's ugh, terrible. It just it makes me out. Or like bot flies where they'll like yeah you know live inside your skin and then like burrow out. Just really freaks me out. You fight one of those frogs. She's this, this just gigantic frog that'll uh, birth her spawn out of her back, these big holes in her back, and then jump up and then send them after you. And individually, you know, you just, you know, jump on the frogs and, they're, and, and you're fine. But my biggest problem with this and what made me, like, become the ultimate dinosaur before I could even, you know, finish this and proceed was that, again, the stun locking. So, right, you know, you, right. you, you, you get caught up in a morass of these tiny little frogs and you're done. So you might as well just you know reload your save state because this is, just as a, as a pause, I like I like to point out um, you know things that happen that point to video games being unequivocally awesome, and whenever somebody says something like 
what caused me to become the ultimate dinosaur before I could proceed? Like that, that's just amazing. Like I love it. But, you know, who would have guessed that evolution would conspire to bring bring human beings to a point where they could say that out loud in all seriousness? Like go back a couple seconds and listen to how serious Cole just said, and it forced me to become the ultimate dinosaur before I could proceed. <laughs> that's just fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. But yeah, I mean, you're you're right. It, it is really annoying. I don't. I can't remember exactly how I cheesed it to not have that bigger problem with it. Honestly, up until the the Yetis were the first guys that. Well, I guess the Bird King too. The Bird King and the Yetis were the first bosses that made me want to pull my fucking hair out. Yeah, this guy was not too shabby. Um, but I was also again like abusing save states. Yeah. Like if I could get in three hits in a row, I'd pause and save. Yeah, that 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 that, that was more than I was scumming it too. I didn't I didn't do that until I got to the lot to the last boss fight, and even right. that didn't help me there. Um, and clearly, you don't necessarily need to because you know thirteen year old Gary played this just fine. <laughs> that weird superhuman, I, you know kid abilities i can't fathom it i can't yeah i just i had no problem i beat this game over and over and over like i have this game (laughs) i played tons of times i have no idea how i did it Um, so is becoming a bird is that is that is that required no 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 this is where the game really starts kind of opening up these optional pathways um you kind of learn somebody tells you a hint if you rescue this uh, triceratops kid um and bring it back they'll tell you about um you know they like things, things things have happened if you go to this, uh, like, Mount, uh, is it Mount, Mount Brave? Mount, what is it? Mount Brave. Yeah, Mount Brave. If you jump off of Mount Brave, something will happen. And uh, so you get to Mount Brave, and you can climb up uh, climb up the mountain. And if you just take a leap of faith off the end, um, partway through, it says something like, evolution has rewarded your bravery. Because that's mm-hmm. how science works. Yep. And, uh, and you turn into, like, kind of a, a paradactyl, you know, kind of dinosaur bird thing. <laughs> and, uh, and get a whole different group of... of uh, you know, evolution, you know, things you can evolve and uh, it really changes the game up. Like at this point yeah. you're, you're vertical. Um, you have like your, your proportions are interesting because you are a vertical creature. So you're standing like a man. And so you have to kind of get, uh, you know, below something to, to really bite it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is, uh, your, your neck is very high. It just, it changes the game up a lot and totally optional and kind of a really cool hidden thing. Like, We'll talk about my memories of this this game, you know, at some point. But the first time I found this, I I came upon it totally by accident, and it was incredible. Like I was so so happy to find it. Yeah, I stayed a bird as long as possible uh, because I I like birds a lot, and you know I was looking forward to being like a screaming eagle, raining death upon my enemies with claws and talons and stuff like that. It didn't end up working out like that, but mm. you know, and and it's a, it's not a uh, the game kind of encourages you to evolve into other things as you go. But you don't have to. Like you can stay a bird, and it's still very playable. Um, it's it's much harder to stay as a dinosaur because you, uh, um, when you're on ice, like you you move very very difficult, you know, without having kind of mammalian paws. Yeah. But staying as a bird, you can you can avoid that by flying. Mm-hmm. So it is a you know you can a bird is a viable option until the end of the game. Yeah. Um, this this level has kind of a cool boss fight um, at the end. Like oh, I love it. Boss fights in this game. Yeah, you, you come across a group of uh, tyro, uh, tyrosauruses, um, and uh, so first of all, they give you the the Dragon Quest end of Dragon Quest <laughs> option. You know, the join us if you'd like, and gives you an alternate ending if you choose to join them. Um, but otherwise, it is kind of a, a, a run out the clock situation where you're fighting these very strong but not boss strong enemies, and you have to uh, keep the fight going long enough until this meteor shower starts. Mm-hmm. So, so um, if you take the the ending, does does that just end the game right there, or it does? It does. Yeah, it, okay. yeah the uh, you you're with the ty- the tyrosaurus when the meteor shower 
Okay. Strikes. Because Early. because later on, I decided to join the Birdmen just just because you know save states and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and like after I saw that ending, which was pretty cool actually, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it just kicked me back to the uh, the world map to uh, to try it again. I guess that might happen. I I just remember it ending the game, but maybe it gets you back. Yeah. So I, I didn't do it this time because I knew it was the wrong choice. I knew it ended it, but I, I should have done it just for because of save states. Yeah. I didn't. So Lavos comes down yeah. <laughs> and kicks up a cloud of dust that uh, plunges the earth into an ice age, uh, making life very, very difficult for uh, for your uh, run-of-the-mill reptiles, their cold blood and all. Mm-hmm. And uh, it gives you the option to uh, become a mammal. Right. Well you, well, you go into the next stage, and this is the first time you're not reset. Um, you have to go into a cave called like the Cave of Trials or the Cave of Choice or something like that. Yeah. And uh, the ghost of the Triceratops from the stage before offers you the choice to become a mammal. And it asks, you know, it says that they, he's been chosen to determine if you're worthy. And apparently the, the way that you prove that you're worthy is by playing the game up to this point. <laughs> so everyone is worthy. And if you'd like to, you can become a mammal. You can stay a dinosaur and you can stay a bird if you'd like. Uh, staying a dinosaur is very difficult. Um, it can be done. I've, I've seen, you know, pictures and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. But it makes this stage very hard because you cannot move around very well. Right. But the... Uh, um. I opted to become a, a, a mammal, like, and I, I didn't metagame this very much. Like, I just did whatever seemed like it was natural, mm-hmm. and I played it, you know, a, a, over the course of just kind of like I just want to see what, you know, I want to see as much of this game as possible. So that's why I became a bird, except for the fact that birds are awesome. I would have done that anyway, and then mammals right. as well. You know, ma- mammals are interesting because they have the most different kind, like, like body types that you can do. Um, and those have a lot those have a big effect on like how you move around and like how you uh, how you approach it, you know, situations. Yeah, mammals are great in this game. And they also introduces that kick move, which is just, you know, incredible and, and makes a lot of these really cheesy bosses much more powerful. It makes it really easy to to harvest EVO really early. Um, once you can kick, there's a, a cave you can find. There's a cave where all of the kind of past creatures. So there's the, the lizards and their dinosaurs hiding out. And uh, kind of heartbreakingly, they beg you not to to kill them. You know, they're like, you know, survival is very difficult for us. Please don't kill us. Yeah, but you can do it anyway. <laughs> and there are uh, the kind of triceratops things. You can get on a different plane from them. You can jump on a platform that's a little mm-hmm. bit higher than they are. Yep. And kick them, but they can't hurt you. And uh, they just keep running into your kick over and over and over. And uh, you can kill them and get a hundred Evo points right off the bat. And uh, level up very quickly. And then you know you start doing like a horse body. And uh, a horse mane and, and all that stuff improves your kick. So that was the the build that I finished the game out with was like a, pretty much a horse. Okay. See, I was a cat. Not mm. not not throughout the entire game. I did I did evolve into a human. Um, well, that isn't until later. Um, but uh, but yeah, I went with a cat because because of the jaws and all of mm-hmm. that, and the and the and the agility. Um, right. And you can become the other kind of two templates in this level is you can become a uh, kind of like a buck. Or like a ram, mm-hmm. and do and, and that improves your charging ability if you want to attack that way. And you can become kind of a rhinoceros uh, creature that is just very high defense. That's like right. pretty decent attack stats. Is slow, but is kind of tankish. Right. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> and this is where it really gets uh, gets gets kind of funny with the alternate history kind of things, because the first kind of big boss of this uh, of this of this whole. Uh, age of you know the, the the enemies are these bird men who have found these crystals and uh built this civilization like over the world map you see a uh you see a uh like a floating castle in the sky mm-hmm. right 
Um, you have to do some stuff before you get there. Like you go to the North Pole and you fight some uh, some woolly mammoths mm-hmm. um, that shoot bubbles out of their trunks for some reason. Like like a kid's toy. Like it's <laughs> like a, a you know I think there is a kid's toy that's that's a, a elephant that shoots bubbles out of his trunk. <laughs> See that's like awesome. Game. Yeah, <laughs> it actually is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you, what happens is you, you find a giant wall of ice, and the wall of ice, you know, you can't get through it until uh, until you go deal with these birdmen. Right. Um, and they have, like, this little Mayan, like, castle. Um, they have tools. They're riding dinosaurs. <laughs> like, they're using swords. It's it's pretty it's it's pretty funny. It's like, pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Um, the actual level is a little bit annoying. It's, it's a maze with teleporters. Yeah. And I, I think those, sh- you know, should have died with Eye of the Beholder and, <laughs> and you know, Bard's Tale on uh, Apple IIs and shit like that. Yeah. Like, there shouldn't be mazes with teleporters. Yeah, no. Especially um, not teleporters where the trick is to go through a teleporter and then go back through it yeah. in a different direction. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't like that one bit. <laughs> Luckily, the, the maze itself is very short. Right. Like, they, there's not too much to it. So it's pretty easy to trial and error your way through it. Um in this level, you can also find. I want to say this is where there is another one of those red crystals that allows you to turn into a gargoyle. Oh, which really? Is pretty cool. Yeah, um, that's pretty neat. Huh. Um, or well, yeah, it's either that one. There's another one, and I don't. I can't remember exactly where it's at. Where you can turn into a dragon, and that one's really cool too. Um, a couple of those red crystal evolutions are really neat. Yeah. See, I only, I only ever found the one. Yeah. Well, they put the one right in, you know, just to kind of introduce you to the idea that they're there. Yeah. And the rest of them are much more hidden. But every time you can find one, it's it's pretty fun. I only ever, quote unquote, found the one. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, you, you, you fight these birdmen and this is you know awesome because this is the first kind of civilization that you're uh, that you're encountering. Um, and you get to the bird king um, who yeah. um, I've labeled all of these bosses fuckers, but he's a pretty bad one. Um, because he's, he has, yeah, he has I like thought these, he was a super fucker. Yeah, like he he has these glowing orbs of energy that he can like amass and then shoot at you. So it's kind of like the queen bee, like where you can you just have to outrun them if you if you try to. But the best way to do it is to actually get close to him and then do a hit so he'll drop them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but that's that can be difficult. And if you mistime it and he gets one of them off, um, these would kill me in two hits. Yeah, with with my build with a, as a horse. So uh, I, I there's very you know there was zero margin for error. This is the first play, the first boss fight where I was just spamming save states. Yeah, and this is the this is where I really started to begin um, taking advantage of the um, evolution increasing your health. Mm-hmm. So my my cat was constantly uh, going back and forth from being a short leg or short a short necked cat to a very long necked <laughs> cat. So mm-hmm. just you know going bloop 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 like a yeah. fucking jack in the box. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's he's tough. Yeah. Um, and story wise, I think he's cool, but it's not yeah. it's not a fun boss fight. At least it's a little bit different. Like some of the, I feel like a lot of the bosses just kind of like try to crush you. And and we run into the Yetis at the end of this level, and I think those are my least favorite bosses mm-hmm. in the game. I I hate the Yetis. Um, so yeah, this is difficult. Something about killing him though. He's a load bearing boss, and uh, <laughs> he you know the building the castle crashes and that uh, erases that uh, destroys that barrier, and you can go fight the Yetis. Yeah. And I I think this this scene is is. Like you got in the notes that says that it's sad. I think it's supposed to be funny. <laughs> really? Like I can I can I can only guess because it's so goofy. Like you run into the Yetis and there's the 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 father Yeti. You kill him, and then like a little baby Yeti comes out and he's all like dad 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 you know, and then mom Yeti Yeti comes out and you kill mom Yeti 
And then the little baby comes out and goes, mom, 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 like in exactly the same way. <laughs> I don't know. Like there's something about it that just seemed, seemed like it was comically timed to me, but it could just be that I hate Yetis. I do not like the Sasquatch. Uh, not my, not, not my, not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I don't know. I didn't find them as, as difficult. Yes, they can kill you in one hit, but I like, it was easy for me to like stunlock them by tricking them into jumping over me and getting behind them I, I, I don't know yes yes they were they, they were they were sucky the, the the reason i got the impression that the scene was supposed to be sad is because like gaia comes in after that like in the transition to the scene with the early man she says i'm sorry you had to see that but you had to know you know just like like what the consequences of survival of the fittest are or something right. like that right i mean it probably was supposed to be sad and i just well know, yeah yeah i'm awful <laughs> <So> <laughs> no maybe, but yeah, just yeah. T- t- terrible japanese translations you know sure they're they're they're, they're, they're known for their solemnity right and he, and he looks like a just like a bug-eyed furby you like spoony like, horse yeah yeah <laughs> i guess like part of the reason why this boss was so tough for me is it was i had to with my build with my kick build since i had to turn around to hit somebody you, you don't do that really quick so i had to get them into corners to, yeah. to kind of stunlock them and, and manipulating them into the corners was sometimes a little bit difficult. And, uh, but yeah, you, you, I mean, you, you kill these guys and you're, you're up to the last stage, which is early man. Yeah. If you didn't decide to, you know, join with the bird people and then ascend to the moon where you will, sure. <laughs> where you will watch man evolve their civilization. Yeah. Become Uatus. I go little, little Uatu, the Watus. <laughs> So early man is cool because this is, you know, you can become uh, anything or you can be anything. You can still be, you can be still be a dinosaur at this point. You can be a reptile, a bird or a mammal. Um, And most of the, you know, you start out at full strength, no matter what, um, Mm -hmm. unless you want to become a human. And that's when you kind of have to start over. Um, You do so kind of in a counterintuitive way uh, by becoming a monkey. Mm -hmm. And uh, the monkey, it's a combination. I think it's like a cat body and a rabbit head. It's like, it's, it's weird. You find... Uh, it's a secret level that you get to I, f- I forget how i did it but it says like oh we 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 hear tell of these strange creatures who live in caves and use tools that have a uh, a rabbit's body and a cat's head mm-hmm. and then it, when you get that it gives you the ability once you get enough evo points to evolve into a monkey body and mm-hmm. then from that point the only options that you have i mean the monkey body is really it's capable you know you have a lot of hit points and you have a lot of attack power um, but uh, your only option um, other than increase size or decrease size is evolve further. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you evolve further, you go from being like a monkey to being a Neanderthal. And then you ultimately work up to a point where you have like a, a you're, you're, you're wielding a bone as a club and then you have an actual club. And then like the, the final human evolution form is a, uh, is a, is a, a, a businessman. Yeah. A businessman yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> buys and sells dinosaurs. Like they were. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, no, he's got like a, like a tomahawk or an axe. Right. And that's that. That's how I beat the game. Um, I was I was actually really surprised at like how few like evolution uh, options were available for 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 humans. I was looking forward to being able to be like I want to be a like a dude but with a bird's head and with yeah, yeah. that would be rad. Yeah. Like a, like I'm like winged. Yeah, like just human or or uh, and they set the stage for a Birdman. You can't do it. Yeah, uh, you know, I wanted I wanted well. to Isle of Doctor Moreau that shit, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really awesome. Yeah, but uh, uh, but you but you're effective. I mean, I had like 80 hit points, and uh, um, I was doing I was doing like 25 with or 25 damage with every with every club hit, and it didn't change my attack strategy that much. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. doing the kicking and stuff. I was always like directly attacking with uh you know with 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 bites. So it didn't change the way I played. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's, it's interesting. One of the uh, only drawbacks to that is that at that point, your only option is to decrease size and increase size. And that's kind of an expensive change. It's cheaper as a human than, uh, than, as, uh, than as, the others, as the others. As the others, though, you also have the ability to add and subtract horns. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So the, uh, it, is, it isn't that expensive for what it is, but it's the only option. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, I had done this as a mammal. Um, one of the interesting things is that, uh, and this was the second kind of secret that I, I didn't know about, is you can do an alternative form of that when there's a, there's a large section of this level that's underwater. We are fighting things called rogans, which are uh, intelligent sharks that ride other sharks and shoot, <laughs> right, like shoot little dart guns. Yeah. Um, and if you do, if you're in the water, you get an option to try to evolve, and you can turn into um, like a dolphin, and then a manatee, and then eventually a mermaid. Really? Yeah, and it's really interesting. Like, first of all, the mermaid is creepy as shit because it's <laughs> in the exact shape as a fish, so it looks exactly like a Fiji mermaid, like a hu- <laughs> like human colored, but like it has that same proportions as a Fiji mermaid. Yeah. Um, and her bites, she doesn't bite, she kisses enemies. Yeah. So it, may, it makes this kiss noise and you just <sighs> kiss enemies to death. But it's, it's definitely the best underwater creature. Like you're amazingly durable and, and, uh, maneuverable. Okay. It's like crazy quick. And it makes this Rogan area breeze. If you, if you get into the water yet, I think you have to have, uh, 8,000 EVO points to do the full the full thing the full chain yeah, yeah. I, I did this as a as a human and i uh, apparently i still had my gills uh from when i was a fish uh because didn't need to come up for air this was an echo the dolphin um, when when you jump in though doesn't it give you that like the mysterious because when you when you jump in and out of water the game makes whatever you're in evolve and to have flippers so you can be a dinosaur and then we jump in the water you become a sea dinosaur yeah yeah it's a, it says like a... it says change of circumstances is forced evolution or something like that but yeah. all, all that it does is it changes your posture okay <laughs> so you're like doing <laughs> you like a dog swimming yeah you evolve into like somebody who can doggy paddle right but <laughs> while the same way still... that i evolve into walking when i get up from this chair exactly yeah <laughs> yeah so the, the rogan the whole rogan area i kind of like I, I like that that area um you're protecting these whales um, and you know, you're going to go through a maze again. It's, it's one of the stages, so it's just a maze, mm-hmm. but, uh, you get to the end boss and, and, and kill him. He's got kind of an interesting attack where he hits you with these, uh, beams. And if they hit you, it restricts your field of vision Yeah, to just like a, a short circle around you, which is your original and no other monster does anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then once you beat him, you get to see a tree to this little scene where there's dolphins dancing in the background while a whale <laughs> like, gives you a speech and it's adorable. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it plays the triumphant music. The... <laughs> yeah, um, that, that 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 was neat. Just uh, all these weird creatures. I don't know. I like them, but it's still it, yeah. it, it takes away from the verisimilitude. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not very. It's not as what IGN would call it uh, yeah. the greatest representation of evolutionary science in video game form. <sighs> Yeah. The um and other than that though most of this level is just kind of a series of of boss fights um, many of which are kind of greatest hits kind of things yeah. you know, they're bosses you've already fought so you fight yeah. Yeti Yeti Part Two like mm-hmm. uh, whose family has kind of like grown up to have a grudge against whatever you are I always like, assumed that was like the great 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 grandson of the one the the baby Yeti yeah but yeah so I, I again like I I like that that he spent all these you know aeons <laughs> uh, playing revenge you become his legend in his culture um, and he recognizes you. Just, you know, despite the fact that you're now, you know, a human. Yeah. Yeah. And you can fight the queen bee again, uh, which is optional. I did not fight the queen bee. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I don't like, yeah, it, you don't have to go to that stage. 
okay, I didn't, I didn't know. I was, I was following a fact at this point and it just said, mm-hmm. go here and do this. Like you, you, you discover, you, you know, you discover like these Stonehenge like things and you ultimately to get to, to get to Africa where the gate to Eden is, you have to go from South America to Africa via teleportation. And you mm-hmm. use these Stonehenge things to do that. So I guess if you sequence break, you go there and you have to fight the queen bee again. I think I might have sequence break because I went into the ocean first. And maybe it doesn't expect you to do that. Maybe it expects you to visit the Stonehenge stage hmm. before doing that. But in any, ca- any case, I didn't have to fight the bee. Yeah. But um, after after you, you know, after you save the whales, um, trademark, you <laughs> they, 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 they use their willpower to blow the clouds away from, uh, from Africa. Or yeah. What, what is- <laughs> Quote. That's exactly what they say they do. Like, we're going to use our willpower. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So so this this lets you proceed kind of into the end game. Um, the end game, uh, which is difficult and, and kind of weak, um, it starts, you know, you're going to this cave and it's it's uh, kind of guarded by this guy named Cromane, who is a, a caveman. <laughs> who swings a club like a baseball bat, complete with baseball bat sound effect. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the first time, it, well, the first time it happens, it's pretty great. Yeah. Um... And then every additional time, no, no thank you. Yep. Because um, if that bat doesn't kill you, it knocks you off the stage and you end up shunted back onto the world map. With with, with, with that damage still. So <laughs> Right, right. So you have to, you know, get back in there and, and fight him again. Um, I cheesed him. I was able to get him uh, between up against the wall, the entrance of the cave, and just kick him and just juggle him. Yeah. That um, was the only way I was able to kill him. I, I did something similar because because if you if you can dodge his 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 attack, he'll try and jump on you. So it's just mm-hmm. a matter of getting getting making sure that you're always behind him from that point. Right. Yeah. He's tough. And he, he tells you the reason why he's guarding this cave is because there's a, a creature there called called Bullbox that is uh and is has been kind to him and is is helping uh helping him evolve. He evolved from these monkey men that you meet uh, earlier in the level as well. Mm-hmm. So when you, you can go into this maze and, and these, you know, fight these monkey men, they have working elevators. Yeah. Um, they, uh, and these guys are, were pretty tough for me where I was at. Like they could do a lot of damage to me and their angles of attack were difficult for me to defend against mm-hmm. in, in my form. For me, it wasn't too bad. What was more irritating was that they would. Um, was this the monkey man, or was this the the the, re- the reptile people, the ray guns? Oh, you're right, right. You're yeah, right, right. because because you fight the monkey man, and they're, they they weren't too much of a problem for me. They just threw rocks, right? Um, and there were some of them that would throw big rocks that would really really hurt me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like it when once the 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 monkey with the big rock throws it. That's all he wants. So if if he misses you, he just sits there and claps and smiles until you kill him. <laughs> he's uh, so proud he of himself. He just wanted to throw a rock. He doesn't I care did what it. it hits. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big rock. It's going to be proud of. What's this about an intruder? Um, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I just have, I'm just going to throw rocks, and if you get in the way, it's your own fault. Hey, why not? Um, <laughs> it's not my fault you got in the way of my fist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but but uh, these 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 reptile men with the ray guns, those they, they really annoyed me because they would come in from the edge of the screen, fire at you, and then run away before you yeah. can close the distance. <laughs> and because there is no form of ranged combat in this game, they were just constantly just me, and then just right. yeah. Right. You never evolve a bow. They were they were hect- they were hectoring me. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're obnoxious. Yeah. After you get through this this level, which is a pretty simple simple maze, you end up at Bullbox, which I understand this is where where you threw in the towel. I threw in the towel after a pretty valiant effort. I tried I tried fighting him for about a half hour. Um, mm. 
you know, I was doing save states after every one of his little gems came out. But he's this big, like, jellyfish amoeba-like thing that has that has absorbed these crystals that have been left behind uh, that, that have been controlling evolution. And uh, he's kind of a boss rush boss. So, like, he himself, you just attack this glowing green area, but he will spit out these crystals after you do enough damage. And kind of uh, a, a, an older boss from earlier in the game will come out and you'll have to fight that. Well, it's not an older boss. I mean, there's a, there are versions of old creatures in boss form. Oh, okay. So, like, so you fight, you know, I mean, they're, they're, new, they're new creatures, which is neat. Like, they're things like, you know, the jellyfish from the first area. Oh, yeah. But um, giant. And with different abilities, or the cockroaches from the second area, but giant with different abilities. I was thrown off because the one that was giving the mo- giving me the most trouble was the Debastrega. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I guess there is one that is that is similar. Most of them are different, though. Yeah, there there are two of them that are kind of like freebies. One one is just a, little, a tiny little dinosaur that runs away. The other one's just uh, some some food that'll replenish you. Um, right. But it's a marathon. Right. Well, it's interesting too because it's in a, it's a random order. There you get those. So this time I played through it. I didn't get the crystal that replenished you. It was the last one that dropped. Dope. So yeah, what, what good is this to me now? You know, it was it was it was worthless. What we haven't mentioned is the fact that this giant proboscis that shoots out these crystals is shaped exactly like a like a jelly dildo. <laughs> like like unquestionably like the most like if you go to a bachelorette party, there are tons of fucking bowl boxes there. <laughs> like girls are giving each other gag bowl boxes by the dozen across this nation it is, it is like a silicon jelly dildo with, with there, there's no mistaking it and like it is, it is the the penisest boss like i just i can't think of a boss that looks more like a penis the most penis box yeah it is the penisest the uh it, it's a, again just you know break out your bingo card so cole didn't beat the game um this actually reminds me of a lovecraft creation because there's a a, a god called shubnagaroth who is uh, pretty much a pile of slime that's uh, you know embodies all the negative elements of fertility, and its whole thing is that it just gives birth to random things, as, <laughs> as it, it's saying there. So it's very similar to that. Yeah, um, yeah, I really didn't like this. I mean, it could have been cool, but just I, 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 I don't know. There's no way to heal yourself. As yeah, it's I, I, I didn't have that much of a problem with it. Everybody fights in a in a different way. All of the different monsters that you fight. Yeah. Um, you know, you fight, and some of them are some of the cooler creatures from earlier, um, but just different forms. The jellyfish, you get to fight a giant version of him. Yeah. The uh, screaming dinosaur, there's a boss version of him, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool. Like, I actually kind of like this boss fight. Yeah. It is difficult. Like, I can understand why it's tough, but I didn't find it as difficult as some of the preceding ones. Oh, and the whole thing takes place in this big, like, womb level with, like, ner- neurons in the background. It's kind of like the last uh, the last uh, age Contra? of Contra. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're beating me to all these... Uh, <laughs> But well, you were heading for it. I just so angry. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. Yeah. But the uh, yeah, it's, it's you're in this weird kind of bio zone. It's real strange. Like it, it just it, like, you know, it doesn't. I just recently, uh, you know, beat L.A. Noir, and, and, you know, I'd, I'll give you a dollar if you could predict how that game ended from the beginning <laughs> of it. And this is that same kind of thing. Like you're playing this little fish you go through and who would have thought the end of it's like fighting a gigantic, you know, biospace penis inside a, a huge womb that's spitting out random creatures. Exact same way that I don't think that you'd be at the end of fucking LA Noir. That so, game is whatever. less than a year old, so let's beep yeah, that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you, can, you can beep it. Just, just beep out what you're, yeah. So yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. That. That's fine. Um, who, who would have guessed? Yeah. You know, it, exactly. just, it just makes no sense. Yeah. Nor does what happens afterward. No, no. It's, just, it's very weird. So, so these crystals, uh, aliens did it. Yeah. <laughs> aliens yeah. that are observing you from afar. <laughs> little little shitty dollar store aliens 
yeah. <laughs> um, are, are doing this. Um, but luckily, you, you, you know, they decide to leave Earth alone, um, and you go to Eden to have sex with Earth. Yep. To be her partner is, is the way that she puts it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. with, you know, which means that you're probably concerned with her orgasm. You understand this. <laughs> clitoris is the seat of Gaia's sexual power. <laughs> the, the, uh, uh, it's just, I don't know. It, it, I did not expect that. It, it's batshit insane. Like the whole end run up of this game is real crazy. Yeah. Well, there, there, there are two things that bother me. One, why do the aliens require helmets on their home planet? <laughs> um, and two, like it, it teases a sequel. Right. Well, because, this you know, I don't think this game sold particularly well. I mean, there's only like five existing copies or something like that. <laughs> you know, it goes for like two hundred dollars on eBay. So yeah, but just it, it teases a sequel because it talks about like, and now I will give you the gift of intelligence, and if you misuse it, you will face a trial much greater than what you have found. You know, here. So I imagine the sequel to this game is like Civ, but that would be awesome. Like if it was a game that started in like you know, modern time was the first level and you were a human and then you would go into future like speculative fiction times mm-hmm. and evolve into further things and they were all not based on anything. Yeah, just based that would on... Be awesome. Yeah. Like, you know, this is the, the age of, you know, gas creatures. Like, this is when we evolved to be made out of gas. <laughs> and, and you just, you know, just, uh, uh, you can just choose poisonous or, uh, you know, uh, intangible or anything like that. Like, that would be awesome. It'd, so, be, like, it'd be like that again, one episode of uh, Futurama where they had the uh, one-way time machine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, you know, get, again, get on that Indie Dubs. Like <laughs> that, that is that's a game I want to play. That would be rad. Sequel to EVO. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's uh, I think that's EVO. So I came into EVO like kind of as a blank slate. Um, I didn't really know what to expect other than kind of the basic. I mean, you were you were there for the email, tra- you know, transactions like I have mm-hmm. not heard of this game. I don't know what it is. Um, so like not bearing any kind of nostalgia or not bearing any kind of preconceived notion. I can like unilaterally say that this is probably the, like my least favorite game that we've played for this podcast. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's pretty intense. Yeah. Um, you know, I can I can see, you know, there. You know, it's like oh, how it would have been good for the time, but that's kind of damnation by weak praise, almost like a, like a little bit. Um, there's just so much, and I think that so much of it goes back to like they, they, they there's precedent for a lot of the stuff that they could have fixed for this, right? Like we know that you have to have post-hit invulnerability, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're you're that's 100% true, and I guess I gave you a big wow after saying that, but. You know, I have a lot of uh, nostalgia and fondness for this game, and it's not, you know, the way that it fails is not boring. So it's this weird kind of like respect thing mm-hmm. for the way that it fails. But I, I think probably objectively you're right. Yeah. You know, I, I you know, I, I liked Metroid Fusion least <laughs> out, of, out of what we've done. And I still I would stand by that. I think that's maybe a better game as far as design and everything like that, but kind of more inscrutable and, and, and you know, just kind of a worse version of a better game. Yeah. Whereas, like this, at least blazes at least like at least, you know there's one solid idea in this that is the the reason why it it has this cult following. Yeah. That I still think is is really valuable. 
as no, a thing. But, no. but I mean, you're right. Like, it's not. There's no arguing with the fact that it's broken as a as a as an action game <laughs> and as a platformer. And, and and I dig it. I I dig that idea that you know you're 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 picking your parts and you're you know putting your you're putting your thing together. It, it kind of reminds me of there was there was kind of an educational uh, Star Wars game. It was like Droid uh, Builder or something like that for mm-hmm. PC, something like that, where you where you designed and built your droid and you had like these ob- obstacle courses that you could that you, that you had to follow that's what this felt like to me and i like i have nostalgia for that because i was playing that back with uh with x-wing because it came you know in the in the star wars pc game mega pack that i got mm-hmm. you know when we got our pc um so like like that, that that's what this made me like think of maybe you know what it made me what you know what it evoked in me and it kind of made me want to go play that um you know the like the presentation is fine like i i dig the i dig the uh the the batshit story you know the 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 graphics are cute you know even when they were 4000 pound rabbit creatures with bullhorns for some reason um that that was fine i like the music i understand that it's kind of respected because of who composed it the dragon quest guy um but like dragon quest music it's really repetitive yeah dragon quest has never i've never really thought that that series deserves the credit it has for the music Right. Like it's weird. Like people like that music, but it's pretty pretty bland. Like the Dragon Quest one music I have a lot of nostalgia for. Mm. Um and this one it even kinda of rips himself off. Like isn't <laughs> the they kind of level up like you've just defeated a boss music? Like it's it's the exact same key and shares a lot of notes with the level up music from Dragon Quest. Yeah, it's same fanfare almost. Yeah, it's very yeah. similar. Yeah. So but it's almost like easy listening. It's like a smooth <laughs> jazz kind of kind of thing at certain parts and some of it's kind of goofy like you know uh, just with the some like low tuba notes and things like that when you encounter big enemies it 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 has a has a certain you know tone and feel that it that it really approaches and does well but just you know again coming at it with no no nostalgia no past or prior fondness you know i can appreciate it on on a theoretical level you know just like i think everybody does when they when 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 they appreciate it but i i just i i can't forgive the 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 mechanical failings even as like uh you know like oh uh, i can't hand wave hand wave it away just by saying it was a product of its time right well the the thing the point you brought up is really good is it's it's kind of not a product of its time in that by this time these things were all fixed yeah it's almost it's it's a uh, it's a regression on those levels. It's almost like I'd be really interested in to know more about the kind of development of this because they came up with this million dollar idea, and uh, and then just everything around it is you know at best serviceable and at worst like really broken, and that idea is enough to engender you know in me like a lot of nostalgia and fondness and a lot of people um, you know as we'll get to in a minute, um, we have as much response for this game as we have any other game we've done, <laughs> and it's not you know it didn't sell really well you know it's not available now. You know, it's 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 it seems like it should be more obscure, and it's it's not. It's very popular with people, um, so that idea is very strong. But they just kind of stop there, and I would love to have seen that idea applied to a like a good game. <laughs> you know, like uh, the there's a precursor for this um, on some you know Japanese computer um, that you can watch YouTube videos of. And uh, do you recall the name? Do you have that? It was it was similar. It was still like like four point six billion year something or other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really, that's a role-playing game. Like, it has the exact same music, but it's a top-down role-playing game. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that would work better. Like, if it was, you know, Dragon Quest, the, you know, Dragon Quest people know how to do a role-playing game. I understand that that Enix uh, uh, published this. They didn't necessarily, it was a different developer. Right. But, um, you know, you get the people who did Dragon Quest who know how to make an old-school role-playing game. Give it the same idea. It's like a, an actual, like, JRPG where you evolve piecemeal a creature and move through ele- evolutionary eras. 
Like that's a yeah. million dollar idea. Like yeah. that's a, that's an awesome idea. Like there there's there should just be like a special place, you know, in purgatory for games that have <laughs> you know just have to have one thing excised from them. It's like a reverse <laughs> cancer. Like they're a hundred percent healthy human with like a bad tumor. It's like there was a reverse of that. Yeah. It's like this just you know walking, you know, tumor what walks like a man with like, you know, this brilliant <laughs> mind that just needs to be extracted, you know? Yeah. And just I agree. Yeah. I, 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 some somebody should take this concept and run with it and make a good game. God knows Will Wright didn't, but yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I mean, it's I like this game better than I like Spore. Like I thought Spore was pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, Unilaterally you know, not, terrible. Yeah, that, that's not a fun game, and no parts of it are fun. It's not like oh, it gets great when you get to space. Like no, it doesn't. Nope. <laughs> it becomes a bland, like a bland, unoriginal game as opposed to a bland original game. Like, so the uh, uh, I mean, all all in all, a failure. I, you know, I suggested it because I, I knew that it was an interesting failure. I have a lot of positive memories of this game. Like this was the first, so this game shares like a place in my, my heart with Harvest Moon is with the first exposures that I had, you know, this idea that games could be, you know, uh, could be different, could be, could be unusual or have this kind of original concept to them. You know, I'm sure I played, uh, you know, a couple of Nintendo games that were like that, but Nintendo didn't have so many, uh, just, you know, they would, they were, still learning basic strong concepts. It wasn't quite as experimental. And when they were experimental, you know, experiments on this, the Nintendo, I see, I feel like they mostly failed, you know, and when they didn't, they would give birth to a genre. Like it would be an experiment. and It would be Zelda two. And it's like, Oh, now there are side scrolling action RPGs, mm -hmm. you know, whereas the super Nintendo had this weird, you know, like air, like things that, like from other platforms would come over. Like I remember playing like AeroBiz. I played Populous, SimCity, um, Harvest Moon. I remember trying to explain to my mom that I was interested in Harvest Moon, mm -hmm. and and that made no sense, <laughs> you know, because it's like a farming simulator, yeah. like of course. But you know, and and this game, I just I remember that just being kind of being mind blowing to me as a kid, and just really really appreciating that, like oh, you know, you mean I'm not like a star soldier from the future going to the right and killing stuff, <laughs> you know, that's that's awesome. I mean, yeah, I guess that that's 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 Evo, um, deeply flawed, like one very good idea. Um, it's hard to recommend playing it if you're not doing like a podcast on it. Um, I, I like it. I, I don't think you're going to lose too much by going through it if you've never done it, but it's, it's hard to unequivocally recommend. Right. If you do use a fact, use save states, um, or at least play it, play it for a little while to get the idea. Yeah. And then, uh, then go develop a, an iPhone game based on it. Done better. <laughs> I think and that, I think that me. you could safely play like the fish level and the amphibian level, like up until when the boss fights get to be bullshit. And like, come away with like what's really cool about this game. I think I think you can, even though within the actual the flawed part of the game, one of the I mean, I think the last level is is one of the coolest, just because you can tack it from all these different angles. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's really cool, but you getting there might not be worth it. Yeah. So, hmm. not even like a flawed genius. I don't think this game is as good as Shadowrun or as good as uh, Call of Cthulhu or anything like that. I just think that it has this one idea that I've never seen done better. Yeah. So we, we've talked about EVO. Um, like, as I mentioned before, we got a huge response. Like, just an outpouring. <laughs> yep, and we're going we're gonna to read them. We're going to try to, this is going to go a little bit long, yep. but the rest of the episode should edit down to, to being a little bit shorter than usual, so that should balance out. And I was really happy to get this huge response from people. I like that, uh, you know, we got a lot through email, which we don't always get. <laughs> so uh, I'm just happy about that, and I, I want to give all these people their due. 
Yeah. Um, some of these are edited for length. Like we got pages, pages long essays from some of you, which is, which is awesome. Just please don't, please don't have your feelings hurt if we cut you down just a little bit to a couple of paragraphs. Um, you know, I tried to pick the most salient points. So, so yeah, so I'll go ahead and, uh, and read the, the first one. Um, this is a, a email response from John and he says, for a game that looked like another piece of disposable edutainment, EVO had plenty of diverse environments, generally interesting concepts, and challenging gameplay. Yes, several of the bosses and regular enemies were pretty cheap, but when I think about it, the same goes for quite a few old-school platformers and side-scrolling arcade games from the period. Hmm. Uh, it always seemed like just the right combination of grinding, evolution, and persistence were enough to make it through. In fact, I believe it was often possible to stunlock the opposition in a corner and give them a taste of their own medicine. So the cheapness of combat was a double-edged sword that could be abused by a skilled or lucky player. I will add that the soundtrack was by Koichi Sugiyama and is actually rather catchy. And it was surely one of the reasons I kept coming back after getting slapped by a Yeti to one too many times. <laughs> so, so very good. That's an interesting comparison when you say uh, similar to side-scrolling arcade games. Like, there isn't a, this is kind of like a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about how people refer to it as a platformer. And uh, and that's not the case. Um, there's kind of there's kind of a weird element of like a two D, uh, you know, like double dragon esque or final fight kind of game. Yeah, it's it's one of those games for for sciencey kids who didn't have friends. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> like Captain Novelin or uh, you know, <laughs> City. the um, yeah, it it is a yeah that's a, that is a, that is a good point. Yeah, John, I like that point. It's one of those things like like where he, where he says that you know persistence persistence weighs out. You know, um, that, that, that holds true to a certain extent because like, that's how I approached a lot of the game, especially when I got to like amphibians and reptiles was I would go grind and get as many Evo points as I could and buy the most expensive stuff and be a badass. But the problem was like the, the that very cheapness that you, that, that, that you cite, uh, I'm debating you now, John, I'm sorry, that very cheapness that you, that you, that you cite undercuts any benefit that you would get from that persistence. Right. Just kind of like it's a, you know, the, one of the reasons that Dragon Quest is so popular, I understand, um, is because like you can you can win anything just by going and grinding and getting stronger. Whereas that isn't the case in this because of its action basis. Like, well, that, you know, yeah. no, no, no matter how strong you are, that that king bird is going to kill you in two hits from his from his orbs, no, no matter what. That, that, that's I mean, the, the truth, you're you're on the right. I don't think that's 100 percent true. I think you're you're like 80 percent. Right there, because it does ameliorate it somewhat. You can't say that the persistence does nothing. Okay. Because um, you know, because it can make a difference. Um, one of the things that's interesting. So I mean, but you're right. Other than that, like <laughs> that, and and the fact that there's a, a hard limit to how much you can you can evolve in a stage. So it's not you know at a certain point there's no return for your persistence. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that's interesting though is when we uh, a common complaint about this game is the amount of grinding. Like I always find it interesting the people who will put up for, with that in a Dragon Quest or a JRPG but won't when it takes another form. Um, that was one of the things I think about when I think of uh, Shadowrun, the Genesis Shadowrun that we did, and when we eventually do the Super Nintendo one. Um, both of them have a, have a good amount of grinding in them, and they're not traditional turn-based RPGs. Um, and to me, it doesn't feel that different, like harvesting these monsters for 20 minutes to, uh, to level up, because it's not that long of a game. It doesn't take that long to get, uh, to get Evo points to, to come out. Right. Um, it doesn't feel that different than you know, fighting, fighting slimes and drakis and, and shit. But uh, for some people, that's just a huge block. Like the fact that it's not a JRPG, they're not in that mode. They can't tolerate this idea of grinding. Yeah. And uh, that's just a really interesting kind of spatial uh, separation thing. I mean, the reason I didn't complain too much about the grinding is because, like, I don't mind that too too much. Like the only the only place where I don't like that is in dungeon crawlers. 
like mm-hmm. uh, like Diablo or Baldur's Gate or something, where it's just like click, 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 click. Um, right. But just like in this one, I, I kind of had a little bit of fun just kind of turning turning my brain off and listening to a podcast and killing some enemies, you know, mm-hmm. and like trying to find like the right spot where I could get the most return for what I was able to kill easily at the time. That was that was okay, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's move on. This is from Sam. EVO is a mixed bag filled with a variety of good ideas that are implemented poorly or didn't quite fit together right. The combat is well varied, but the hitboxes are inconsistent and death comes too soon. Replacing post-hit and vulnerability with more discreet attacks is an interesting choice, heralding the end of enemies that hurt by touching them, which aren't common today. Uh, but its failure here proves why invulnerability uh, was necessary for 2D action games. The idea of making a game about evolution and using it uh, as a natural analog to leveling up is great. But then the narrative comes and mentions an end to evolution and Gaia asks uh, if you're the chosen one. Uh, Most disappointing, however, is that the upgrade options feel more like a sliding scale than a choice of play style. Yeah, I'm I'm with you up until that last point. Yeah. I think (laughs) think that you're right. I feel like there is a lot of choice of play style, even though the game does not do a good job of teaching you about that yeah so, if, you, if, you, know, if you pick if, you, if you're single-minded about like i want to be a cat damn it you're, you're not going to encounter any any other attack mode other than other than you know biting right but i i think like a breadth of, of options and, and kind of uh ways you can do that is not you know the the worst flaw of this game like it, obviously it could be more you could have like a ranged creature it could be you know obviously they could have went further with it but mm-hmm. i think that you do have uh, the evolutions do feel very different yeah for me um, other than that, though, that you're right about the uh, the kind of problems with that. That uh, man, that invulnerability, <laughs> and that's just that would have gone a long way. I really like the, uh, the 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 evolution as a metaphor for leveling up, or leveling up as a metaphor for evolution, which whichever order makes most sense in this. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah. because just because that, that that is kind of novel, and it does make it does make a lot of sense uh, diegetically. Bingo card. Agree. <laughs> um, so so moving on, this is another email. This is from a man named Stephen. Uh, Stephen says. If I had to describe EVO in four words, and you do, um, (laughs) I would say charming but balls hard. This game has some of the cheapest enemies and bosses ever. I don't know how many times I got stuck bouncing back and forth between a couple of enemies or one enemy on a wall and had to watch helplessly as my life was drained. Besides the cheap bosses and enemies, I really feel that the level design in this game is mostly lackluster. Most of the levels were simple left-to-right affairs with little to no verticality, and the levels uh, where they did mix it up and add some vertical and platforming elements were hindered by less than stellar controls. Uh, there are plenty of other games I don't forgive for flaws like this, but for some reason I do forgive EVO for them. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the charmingly cute art style or the customization offered by the evolution system or something else I just can't quite define. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's again, that's very uh, astute. A lot of people forgive those problems in this game as evidenced by our response and, and how kind of love this game is. Yeah. So you're definitely not alone, Stephen. Most certainly yeah. not. And can't you cannot uh, you cannot ignore some of those right uh, cheap bosses cheap bosses yeah. <laughs> sorry yeah. is it scarred me it scarred me Gary the the, the, okay. the frog okay. the the frog this, this it creeps me age. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, this, is, this is your dragon age. Oh man, Gloom Mouse from the Something Awful forums who yells like a cat, yells like a cat, yells like a cat, yells like a cat. In this anime as hell. Yells like a cat. Yells like a cat. In this anime as hell. 
<laughs> we love you, Gloomy. Um, that's what he like to be called. Uh, he or she. I assume so. <laughs> <laughs> so. Or grimy, as he liked to be called. Um, EVO is a bad game. The hitboxes are a mess, and most enemies can stunlock you to death. The evolution mechanic is a good idea, but good luck seeing very much of it because the EXP costs are outrageous. Then there's the plot, for want of a better word. The, there is a barest glimmer of good game inside EVO, but as it stands now, it's a mess. Something I'd like to add to my pretty harsh comments about the game. I should mention that when I first played EVO, it was on an emulator, uh, and I had basically the entire SNES library to choose from. This resulted in me loading up a random game, playing for 5 to 10 minutes, and then losing interest in moving on. Something about EVO got me to complete the entire game despite all the awful gameplay uh, and story stuff, and I don't think that I can properly articulate why. Maybe it was just morbid curiosity. Still, EVO was and is, if not something truly precious, at least worthy of note in a veritable sea of dross. I, I agree. This is the the uh, uh, you know I don't the the flaws of this I don't think are, are quite as as bad. I, I can overlook them a little bit further, but it is crazy original, and that was what drew it to me me to it as well. Yeah, <laughs> especially if you have the whole. And I think we've all done that. The the you know when when possible we like to buy games. It's not possible all the time, and I think we've all done the emulator uh, kind of run through. Yeah, and uh, there, there's a lot of low cards in that deck. <laughs> you're going to end up with a lot of uninspired platformers, yeah. um, you know, just, just time after time. And, uh, you know, to run across something that is at least, you know, has this kind of uh, uh, concept running for it. You know, it's kind of it reminds me a little bit of like Ignition Factor. And then like Ignition Factor is not a very good game, but it's just it's very like I, that was the same thing when I got a Super Nintendo and, and went through all the, the emulated games and all the ROMs. Mm-hmm. Um, Ignition Factor, I was just like, whoa, this is really interesting. And I played that for a while just because it was so such a cool idea. Even if it's not great, I love I love that idea of how disposable things are once 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 they're free once they didn't cost you anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent true. I mean, because yeah, I mean, I've done that too. You, you know, I, I I admit to it. I don't I don't like it, but you know, I've done it. That's a part of my past. I was a high schooler once. Damn it. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, at a certain point, like I don't know, it, it's fine. I don't think it's that big a deal. Like if you're supporting supporting games when you can. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because when you're in high school, there wasn't a virtual console. Right. And, and if you were going to buy any of that stuff, it would be aftermarket anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think that anyone should beat themselves up over their high school emulation days. Dross. Noun. Something regarded as worthless rubbish. There are bargains if you have the patience to sift through the dross. Foreign matter, dregs, or mineral waste. In particular, scum formed on the surface of molten metal. Dross. Good word. I'll say it three <laughs> times in serious. So. <laughs> put, put, put an and in front of that and you got a Star Fox boss <laughs> so uh, also on the message board Craig588 a first time commenter uh, responds to Glue Mouse who now is like a cat in anime's home he says I think I mostly liked it because at the time it was incredibly unique and I was willing to put it up with a lot of garbage just to see what it had to offer I know I played through it at least three times the, early, the earlier areas are more fun than the later ones they knew they had something cool with the underwater areas, so they put that right up front. I think without that part, I never would have completed the game. So I, probably, probably true. Agreed. Um, yeah. Again, the, those you know that the interesting balance of games that you know put all their best content at the beginning, or <laughs> games where you have to kind of struggle through the first level. I see Fallout Two and Deus Ex <laughs> and stuff versus uh, games that get good in the end game. 
Mogambo on the message boards says, I learned from EVO that creatures evolved over millions and millions of years, starting from the ocean and moving on to land. Once on land, the creatures struggled to get oxygen and relied on plants for both food and respiration. The creatures grew larger and larger into what are called dinosaurs. I also learned that there was an extinct race of intelligent bird people that once lived in a castle in the sky and rode dinosaurs. And this is all because of ancient aliens. EVO is a fucking weird game. <laughs> that, yes. <laughs> we, we should, I like that prompt. Like, what did you learn from this game? <laughs> like, uh, I like that. So, I, I also like that. <laughs> um, and finally, um, one of our all-time favorite commenters, uh, Hong Kong, um, he has to say, EVO can be pretty enjoyable under certain circumstances. Honestly, cheating helps immensely. Being able to evolve to whatever you want without the horrible grind makes it a lot more fun. Knowing that whenever you evolve any part, uh, you get full health also helps. And knowing that there are cool secret evolutions like the mermaid help. But it never becomes a good game, just a passable one. Honestly, I love the fact that the game allows you to join the T-Rex alikes and end it right there, or jump off a mountain to evolve into a bird. But a tiny few cool set pieces and moments do not a full game make. Right so, as always, yeah. Hong Kong. Yeah, again, very astute. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I am going to uh, I, was gonna, <laughs> I tried to improvise a, a clever way to deliberation chamber. <laughs> I'm going I to want evolve. To say the age of deliberation. I want to evolve something, but want to evolve a deliberation gland. There we go. <laughs> yeah, let's let's uh, let's uh, let's pay our five thousand EVOs. We ate all these comments, <laughs> and we can use the EVOs from them to uh, to evolve deliberation glands. <laughs> the mysterious time stream evolves us. <laughs> Man, these deliberation glands are great. I am uh, discerning the finer points of email with uh, 20% more efficiency. I can jump a little bit higher. Like a jetpack, you're squirting deliberation at the ground. Yeah, I just <laughs> <laughs> that made that gross real quick. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, it's a bio-squirting. The thing is, I can only really jump about four inches ordinarily, and now I'm at five. So it's a 25% increase, but it's... Yeah, it's still I still can't clear any tuscas. It's a game of inches, <laughs> but uh, we have we we have emerged from this evolution from the myster- mysterious time stream, and we have decided to uh, grant this week's prize to Sam. Yeah, um, so con- congratulations, Sam. Um, the kind of the the as much as I, I don't agree with your um, thing about there not being enough options for evolution, uh, we both really like that evolution as metaphor for experience and vice versa. That's a very astute uh, observation. And the uh, runner-up prize, which is which is nothing, but it's still you know honorable mention, goes to uh, um, Gloom Mouse and Mogambo uh, just because you really amused us. Yeah. So, so both both <laughs> very good. You guys will get high fives if I if I ever meet you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so Sam, um, the next game that we're doing is not available by <laughs> a, a virtual service, even though somebody needs to fucking put these out for iOS, and I have no idea why that hasn't happened yet. Oh, man, and it drives me crazy, but. Um, so you won't get that, but we will give you a, uh, a game prize um, of some kind. Just uh, uh, we'll, we'll get in touch with yep. you or you can get in touch with, touch with us. Um, and just kind of segueing, um, that game that is not available that we're doing next is... Uh, Actually, four games. Uh, four games, yeah. Four games not in one, but should be in one for $1.99 on iPhone, but it's not. <laughs> um, called the, the, we're calling it the Mac Venture Collection. It's a, a series of uh, point-and-click adventure games that came out for PCs in the 80s, and then Nintendo in the late 80s and early 90s. Um, includes Deja Vu 1 and 2, um, The Uninvited, and my personal favorite, Shadow Eat. Yes. So you can find those on Google. And uh, 
we're, we're not certain yet if that's going to be a one part or two part. Right. It might be a two part. You can also find those if you don't feel good about downloading the ROMs. The PC versions are Abandonware. Um, so they have different graphics and different music, I'm sure, but uh, are similar and are available on Abandonware sites. Yeah. So, so. Your, your comments will be will be salient compared to our yes. experience playing them um, on the uh, on the NES. Mm-hmm. Maniac Mansion style, moving the cursor around with a D-pad, no problem. Um, yeah. But after that, after we talk about those four games, uh, we're going to be talking about um, Bionic Commando. Continuing no, we're on. going to be doing PsyOps. Oh, shit. But after that, um, we are going to be playing a little game for the PlayStation 2 called PsyOps. It's also yeah. av- it's also available on the Xbox. I'm not certain if, it is, uh, if it's backward compatible or not. Um, but uh, it is th- this, this, again, kind of falls under... Uh, maybe not so much as this one, but uh, uh, kind of kind of a you know mediocre to okay game that is saved by one really really cool idea. Yeah, and that's you know that's our, our wheelhouse. Um, it's yep. uh, it's very rare that we play uh, home runs on yeah. this podcast, because and, I, and I kind of like it that way. There's so. nothing interesting to say about Super Mario World. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like there's as much as I would love to play it again, like pretty much right now. Like I could always be. I'm always up for Super Mario World. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's just, we just be us going like, it's so fucking great. Yeah. Like, like over and over and over, like, wasn't it cool when there was this thing? Um, you know, and, and so the, uh, we, we like doing our flawed gems, um, even though the game we're doing after PSYOPs. So PSYOPs is available, uh, through your local game retailer or the internet. The Xbox copy is a dollar on Amazon. I posted a link on the Facebook page. So you have no, it's very cheap to get. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping it's backwards compatible because I, I want to play it on my Xbox. So I don't have to dig out my PS2 again. Right. Um, but the uh, so speaking of uh, you know the the this next game I don't think is necessarily a flawed gem. I mean I'm sure we'll find some flaws in it. But uh, we're after that we're doing Bionic Commando mm. for the Nintendo Entertainment System. This so, game was my childhood. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's interesting that because I I did not come at this as a child. I came at it um, in my early twenties. Oh, so it, it'll be interesting. And I still like it. I still like this game a lot. But I don't have that kind of kid nostalgia for it. Yeah, uh, my, my infatuation with grappling hooks. You know, most people would start with Batman. With me, it would start with Bionic Commando. That, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. This is a very good game for Nintendo. So that is that is a game that is uh, available on the or the uh, the NES, Nintendo Entertainment System, um, that you can play as a great little platformer. Widely beloved. I'm anticipating a big response. Yeah. Very excited about that. And we haven't decided what we're doing afterwards. Um after we that? have a lot of suggestions in our kind of inbox right now, though. Yeah, I think we that we, it would be a good idea to pick up something from. I mean, we we solicit suggestions for games. We oftentimes don't do them, and the reason, at least recently, has been because we're kind of metagaming it to <sighs> play games that are appropriate length or on platforms we can do and not interfere with our real life. But I'm coming up shortly on uh, summer term, which I'm taking off school. Um, Cole has moved, so he <laughs> is in his permanent residence. So I think that we're ready to be inconvenienced <laughs> again. So we should pick something something that was a, a fan suggestion for sure. Yeah. Well, if you would like to uh, get your you know your request in there and request something that that is not Banjo Kazooie, um, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. We're not going to do it. Uh, yeah, that's... Just to, to be fair, like I, I was fairly certain I wouldn't like that game. I was a little bit more open to it than Cole was, but I'm glad that Cole is snaking it. Yep. Um, so... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to be the bad cop here. We're, we're not going to be doing Banjo Kazooie. I don't care if it's on Xbox Live Arcade. I don't care. It's we're. No, I'm I'm sorry. It's, I can't do it. Yeah, I, I, I've never played it. I don't think I would like it that much based yeah. on what I know. But the thing is, is like I would, you know, I can have fun yelling about why something is bad. 
even if I don't <laughs> like it. But if, if, if Gold doesn't want to play it and doesn't want to have us yell about how it's bad. I don't want to play 20 hours of something I know is going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> to, 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 just to get to the point where we can have fun yelling about it. I can, <laughs> I can, yell, I can yell about it at length, you know, until, until the cops are called right now. But I will... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a weird reason to get arrested. <laughs> for hating banjo kazooie too much. Class B banjo kazooie related yeah. disturbance. Yeah. Oh yeah, so so uh, you can you can reach out and uh, contact us at watch out for fireballs at duckfeed.tv or go to duckfeed.tv slash contact and. Uh, that is a, a great way to get a hold of us uh, with your thoughts on the games that we're playing, or if you or if you want to suggest something. Um, uh, an equally good way, Gary. Yeah, it would be our Facebook group. Um, our Facebook group has a lot of great people. We do um, we'll talk about random game stuff. I always try to post uh, links to like sales or interesting articles. I don't maintain it or curate it. I'm not. It's not a source for news, but if we run across stuff, we like to put it there. But it's a smart group of people, and there are a lot of good discussions that have come out of that. Yeah. Um, so if you just want to search, watch out for fireballs on Facebook, um, we would love to to have you join us there. Yeah, and, and if you want to get little tidbits, like little like little glimpses of what we think about the games before we uh, before before we start, um, and and kind of tips and everything too. So yeah. like if we find something that makes it easier for us, um, we definitely put it up there. Yeah, it's a, it's a happening place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, further, if you are interested in uh, helping out the show. Um, we are, we have been hovering on the edge of almost 25 reviews. We got 45 five-star ratings on iTunes, which is amazing and yeah. awesome. Um, but we're just one review away from hitting that, that nice round silver foil cover number. <laughs> so if you want to uh, jump on iTunes and do that for us, I definitely would appreciate it. Um, if that is not your thing, I understand. Uh, I, you know, I hate iTunes. Um, you know, just because Apple makes the best products doesn't mean they make the best software. Um, so if you don't like, like that. Uh, you can definitely, you know, uh, mention us on a blog or tell your friends about it or mention it on a message board or anything. Anything you can do to help us spread the word is really appreciated because um, we're just two dudes. We're not associated with anything and um, we don't have a marketing budget or anything like that. So that is how people learn about the show. Correct. Um, what else can you do? What else can you do? Should we plug our own stuff? Yeah, we can. We can put that in, that in quick. Yeah. Um, I have been doing, so rather than, we usually graciously plug each other's things, uh-huh. but I wanted to mention just a couple of specific things, so I'll, I'll go ahead and, and toot my own horn for this. So I started the uh, GaryButterfield.net website, and I'm finally getting to the point now where I have most of my stuff up. So if you're mm-hmm. interested in any of my, my former podcraft, um, you know, it is all available now online. I haven't gotten to the point where it's on an RSS feed yet, but it is all available. Um, you can just sh- search by cat- uh, tags for podcasts, and you'll get all of my podcasts I've done. Um, all of my music is up there. I've been doing a lot of, uh, I'm almost near this like self-reflexive or reflective phase of music. So I'll be putting up new music there. I've got a bunch of ideas. Um, I'm starting a thing that I'm, I'm just going to quickly promote on here. And I'll probably mention it one other time um, called the Average Sunset Covers Club, which is a musician collective where we're all going to cover the same song and about once a month oh, and neat. put up, you know, four or five, six, seven different versions of the, the same song. And right now, for the first month, I'm leaning towards uh, Don't Come Around Here No More by Tom Petty. So if you want to hear five or six very disparate, weird versions of Don't Come Around Here No More, which if you don't, I God help you, um, <laughs> then uh, keep an eye out for that. I'll make announcements on the Facebook page, on my blog. Um, but that is in the pipeline as a summer project since I'm taking the summer off class. The, uh, the, the That's the second episode in a row where we've uh, referenced that song. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Well, it's, it's been on my mind a lot. Like, I, I've been listening to it a lot to figure out how to cover it. So. <laughs> Neat. 
Uh, yeah, so that's GaryButterfield.net. I recommend it. Um, you can also, I mean, while you're at DuckFeed.tv, you're already, you're already listening to, uh, to, to, to this show. There's other stuff that I do. Um, I do a show with some uh, friends of mine uh, here locally, guys that I'm in college, uh, called Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This. Uh, it's a podcast where we talk about modern video games. Um, you know, just uh, yeah. we, we try and, you know, vary up the topics a little bit. Uh, the I, format is like a, loose. a recommendation and, on that, hmm. I would say uh, a good jumping on point for that. The recent uh, 150th episode is very good. Oh, it's Saskia Quintennial. It's, <laughs> it's very fun. It's a little bit uh, looser. Everybody's in person, and it, um, it is a uh, everyone's libations are flowing, and uh, <laughs> it, is, it is a good episode. So I can recommend that as a good uh, starting point. That that was that was one of like a set like a series of of, of podcasts that I did um, completely drunk, like <laughs> just 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 off my rocker. Um, yeah. <laughs> there was there was a a recent TDRK where I was where just I actually had to put into the show description like please forgive me for this. <laughs> so, so and Cole, Cole's drunk right now. The thing about Cole is that he's a very functioning alcoholic. <laughs> this, this, is, this is him like you know ten shots in. So you should see him once he gets to twenty or thirty, and it's just that's when it's fighting words. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's not the case. But the um, <laughs> but speaking of uh, why TRDK, what is that? Oh, TDRK. Um, <laughs> that, that is uh, that is a podcast that I do with my brother. We talk about weird news and uh, our past. Sometimes we share anecdotes. Usually Chris yells at me. Uh, my, he's, he's my older brother and he's a very funny dude. Um, and it is my uh, opportunity to parade him in front of the internet for your amusement. Yeah, if you, if you like Cole getting taken down pegs, <laughs> that is the show for you. So, And then I like Cole getting taken down pegs. So <laughs> therefore, it's the show for me as well. Exactly. Um, and just really, it's been a little while since you mentioned, I just want to throw it in real quick. Um, we've been kind of on a really good streak as far as extrasodes go. Mm-hmm. So if you want to uh, get every episode runs long, we record for a few hours and then uh, edit it down to, you know, about 90 minutes, uh, ideally. And uh, we take the extra material or things that are not about the game and we stuff them into these extrasodes that we edit very loosely um, and are more kind of off the cuff. But the last few of them, I feel like have been very funny. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think that they're pretty much required listening. Um, there is a page for that, um, but the quickest way to get there is uh, through Facebook. So if you join yes. our Facebook group, you will have access to that. Mm-hmm. And we, we we put up uh, notices whenever there's a new one out on the Facebook uh, group there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So I think that's about it. Um, that's, e- that's EVO, and that is the, our the podcast. Age of, age of EVO is ending. The Age of EVO is ending, and the Age of uh, Point and Click Adventure Games is uh, rapidly coming upon us, and I am happy with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're going to end up, uh, we're going to lose all of our experience we gained from this. <laughs> uh, we're going to start with the point and click one and just be like, what's the podcast? You know, but there's one thing that we won't lose and that's a singular piece of wisdom, Gary. Correct. And that piece of wisdom is to always watch out for fireballs. <laughs>
I'm going to be honest. I, I originally started playing 4x4 Evo for PlayStation 2 uh, and beat that oh. before I got to this one. So, oh. uh, you know, <laughs> no, that's a bad joke. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's not much bad. It's just obscure. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, I've seen that for like, you know, 12 cents at a GameStop bin. <laughs> I kind of remember that. Are you going to bring out a, what is it, like a Fantavision joke after this? Or like, you know, like, hey guys, I was, I was playing uh, Chaos Ring or like whatever that dress up game is. That was like a PlayStation 2 launch title. Um, oh, no. I was playing the Bouncer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, I was just playing, uh, you know. I've got, I've got this awesome uh, DS game, Medios. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, XX, XY, Touch the Magic. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> feel the magic. Feel okay. the magic. Um, okay. I'll get it right. Okay. Um, no, but so you, 